Khalashin for Khalas? Want to bry or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9. Join Adrian Bagatti for Essen Fresen, Tuesday mornings from 11 a.m., where it's all about the food. Good morning, everyone. On this cold and wintry morning in Johannesburg, so automatically we think of warm food. I'm Dolores Fischer from Food by Flavors. I'm happy to be here today to talk about warmth and love and cooking and all the things that make me happy and hope make you happy. So just before we get into spring, which seems eons away, I thought we'd talk warm food for the next few sessions on High FM. And today we're going to talk all about curries. One of my favorite, favorite things is going to a market, a shook anywhere in the world, but we have quite a lot of beautiful things right here on our doorstep all around South Africa. We are a flavorsome nation and we have beautiful flavors all around us. Um, so one of the things that I love to do is go into spice shops. And, of course, spices are the essence of good curries. So when we talk curries, we think garlic, we think curry, we think ginger, we think cardamom, we think all those beautiful, intense flavors, cumin, coriander. I love using a lot of fresh herbs with my curries. I'm no expert, and as I always say, I am definitely a cook and not a chef, but we have been making curries for very long, and one of my favorite places to frequent is Acklewire Spice in Norwood, which is right on our doorstep if you are in Johannesburg, and I'm going to talk to Zahida Acklewire, who's just wonderful in her persona and in everything and in her advice. She's taught me so much about spices along the way. You do know, of course, that with Kashrut, you can use whole spices bought from Almost anywhere. It's only when it comes to ground spices that we have to be more cautious and buy spices that do have a hersha. So we're going to connect quickly to Zahida and um, get her secrets and her secret ingredients and talk to her a bit about the spices that are the essence of curries. Hi, Zahida. Morning. Morning. How are you? It's Fine. so nice to spend the morning with you. Thank you. Thank you for helping us and talking to us and talking to all our our listeners about your your beautiful knowledge and intense flavors. I love walking into your store because it just is an aroma. It's just like this cornucopia of beautiful flavors and scents. So before we get ahead, I always say I always feel unauthentic when I make curries, but I do it anyway. You are the real deal. So tell us, tell us your secrets. Tell us your secret so ingredients and what you, what you start off with. What, what, what would you, what is essential to a great and tasteful curry? And of course, I know there are lots of curries. We have Indian curries. We have Thai curries. We have curries from all over the world, really. But let's talk. Indian curries for now. What are your essential ingredients to start off? And so you hit the nail on the head when you said whole spices are where your curry originates from. So any whole spices you use, that's uh, what's going to essentially make your curry just uh, really pop because all the flavors are actually like uh, captured, uh, captured in those whole spices. Yes. And the way to extract the flavors are either by heating it or grounding it. And um, that's where, like, if you take a cardamom pod yes. and you heat it, uh, 
why you get flavors. And yes. then once you grind it, you get even more flavors and the aromas. Sure. And um, uh, it definitely starts with the whole spices. Sure. And uh, your whole spices would be your spices like your cardamom, your cinnamon, yes. uh, your whole cumin. Yes. Um, and then you, so, and with a curry, you usually kind of layer your spices. So sure. you're starting off with a good curry. Start off with your onions, and then you add in your whole spices, which is your whole cumin. You can add in. A we, um, we, we lost you for a minute, Sahida, but you're back with us. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so basically, you start with your whole whole spices, and after you fry your onions in a little bit of ghee, another uh, very um, good ingredient to use when you're making a curry is your clarified butter. Uh, so from a, from a kosher point of view, from from our side, I normally start off with a little bit of sunflower oil and the spices because we can't use the we can't use the creams and the butters and the ghees, etc. When we're making a meat curry, so I know when I make a fish curry or a veg curry and we're doing it for a milk meal, we can use um, butter and of course I love adding a dash of cream at the end of that process. But when we we're doing um, lamb or beef or chicken, we we stick with our oil. So would you say that the best oil would be a sunflower oil or an olive oil to start off your uh, process? A, sun, a, sunflower, a sunflower oil would definitely yes. be better because the olive oil has a very high, high. Um, heating temperature. Yes. yes. So with the, with the sunflower oil, you kind of can uh, roast your spices a little bit longer. Yes. So you can get the aromas coming out um, so sure. while you're cooking. So you know your whole house smells of the warm spices yes. uh, off your curry. I love that. Um, yes. And then, yeah, and once you use your whole spices, then you can always do the grounded version, the grounded spices as well, like your ground cumin, your ground coriander, sure. um, your red chili, yes. your turmeric. And what's lovely about these spices is um, they also have so many uh, uh, properties which are so good for your health. Like if you take turmeric, turmeric. Its own, yes, of course. Uh, yeah, it has so many antioxidants and um, your chili it boosts your metabolism. So uh, with the spices, you have so much of flavor and it's good for you. There's nothing in spices which is going to be bad for you. For sure. So the more you add, the, the more flavor you get, the better it is for you. Um, and with each ingredient, there's secrets that, um, you know, unlock. Like we have a spice called hing or aspidides. Yes. So if you're cooking like a bean curry, if you add a lot of that spice, it kind of takes away all the, um, you know, if you've got any wind or bloating yes. from the vegetables. So there's a health the benefit to eat. Eating curry for sure. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, so when we started speaking, you you didn't mention garlic. Do you add garlic? Uh, yeah, so some uh, the best way to add uh, garlic to a, 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 a dish is with the fresh garlic yes. and the fresh ginger. So if you take like fresh garlic, fresh ginger, um, and some fresh red chili, yes. and you crush it, uh, you can add that to your curry. That's just uh, you know the fresh the fresh ingredients are better. But if you don't have it on hand, or you find it easier to use the dry ingredients, yes. by all means, you can always just add the the, the dry um, the, uh, the dry garlic the and dry curries. Dry yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah. to find fresh ingredients on hand, we've all got onions and garlic. And I think when it <laughs> comes to the dry, it's it's sometimes more difficult to have a pantry full of of whole spices. But and what talk to me about the shelf life of spices? 
Okay, so with the, 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 with the whole spices, they yes. actually keep a very long, uh, shelf life. They have like a four year shelf life. Wow. Because they, it's actually, cause the, it's actually, uh, so amazing because all the spices actually retain, uh, the, 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 all the, the, the smells and the taste. And only once you heat it or grind it, that's when you start like, um, yes. uh, the, start, all the flavors start coming out and you start really enjoying the flavors. So, uh, cardamom pod, uh, cinnamon stick, your cumins, those, all those whole peppers, um, those all hold their shelf life is four, four years. And then once you, just say if you take it and you roast it and then you ground it, um, then they last for about two years. But my trick to using spices is as long as you got a good fragrance, for that's sure. the best. You just got to use it by smell. If you open your packet and you can smell the aromas coming out of it, you know your spice is good. Fresh and delicious, you, yes. Exactly. And if you're finding that there isn't much of a smell to it, then I'd say start with the new packet. <laughs> of course, of course. And yeah, uh, so tell me, uh, all the spices that you have in your store, and are they local? Are they imported? Do we have an abundance of local spices that we have on hand in, in South Africa? So we do. Like our Rustenburg chili is one of the best chilies you get. The flavor is really, wow. uh, really bold flavors. Um, you get it in the whole version. You get it in the crushed version. You get it in the fine version. Uh, one of the best chilies you get. Amazing. Um, and then you've, you, yeah. And they even started, um, a saffron farm also in South Africa. So we're just waiting. One of the farmers were here the other day, uh, telling us about it. So let's see how our, fa- our oh, new, um, wonderful because I'm always buying. Yeah. Saffron all over the, If I travel Or wherever I go To Israel or America I'm always trying to find Saffron wherever I am So that's good news For us Yeah Because the Spanish Saffron is like One of the best For sure. around. For sure And uh, the price I think is definitely More than gold By weight Yes um, But yeah So if we can get That locally sourced We'd, we'd be in the run Wonderful <laughs> And just before You go I just want to ask you For some of us Who cook at home And whatever What is the main difference between when you see red curry and green curry like i know we don't always get kosher curry pastes in south africa there are some available now on the market but what are the key differences between the two and if you what would make you decide which curry paste to use Okay, so the, with the curry face, it's quite easy. It's basically the color. <laughs> so your red curry face is made with your red chili. For sure. And your green curry face is, is made, made with, with your green. green chili. So yeah. it's personal preference chili, too. The, yeah, the green chili is a bit more spicier. So if you do like a spicier curry, yes. uh, then you can go with the green curry. And then if you like a little bit of a mellow uh, flavor, the, the the red curry tastes a little bit more milder. Uh, but once you add your coconut cream in, yes. you kind of get that that nice smooth feeling. So you don't feel like you're getting For burned, sure. but you get nice flavors coming through. Wonderful, Zahida Akalwaya from Akalwaya's mm. in Norwood. Thank you for spending time with me this morning. Look forward to seeing you soon, and thank you for all your information and knowledge. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Okay, we're back. We're talking curries. We're talking warmth. We're talking heat. We're talking comfort. For me, curry is such a comfort food. I'm going to run through my basic curry recipe and how I start off with curries. And as I say, I'm no expert and I'm not the authentic Indian chef, but you don't have to be Shakespeare to write a sonnet, so I suppose we all have to start somewhere and experiment and don't be scared. I always say cook with reckless abandon, cook what you love, and one of the things we do love to make is curry. So when I do curry, and again, I 
when we're talking measurements, I can email the station and you can get my actual recipes. But after talking to Zahida, I think I'm on the right track. We, I always start off with a bit of sunflower oil in the pot and I love to pop my spices. I buy all my whole spices from Zahida, which we sometimes crush, mustard seeds, fenugreek, some cardamom, pods. Her curry pods are amazing. I always use a bit of fresh garlic. Don't overcook the garlic and don't let it burn. So when you start and you're putting the garlic in the pan, just make sure that you don't let it burn because that just gives a bitter taste. I read a beautiful uh, line the other day. It said, you bloom your spices. And I suppose blooming like a flower slowly and gradually, and that's just the better way to do it. I love grating in fresh ginger. I love making my curry paste from all the pods. And then that's how we start off. Once you've got the flavors going in your pan, and of course you can always add more chili and add more curry powder. And I do add store-bought curry powders for color, for intensity, for flavor. Once we have all that going, I add in some tins of whole tomatoes and the Indian tomatoes, which are readily available. So if you're making a big pot of curry, I use about four tins of that. I love to add also the fresh. So I always do also add fresh tomato, fresh onion. And of course, garlic is one of my favorite things in the whole world. So we definitely add that. Then we get that going slowly. Um, in a separate pan, you decide, are you doing your lamb or your beef? I like to use um, chicken pieces, or if I'm doing beef, I've actually been using beef shin a lot. So what I do with that is you get your beef shin or your beef goulash. I first boil it to soften it a little bit, and then I marinate it overnight. I marinate it in a curry kind of flavoring. You can add a little bit of acha and chutney if you want, just for some flavor. And um, and only after that, I fry it in a pan. When we do chicken, we do it the same way. When we do lamb, we do it the same way. So you can order your lamb goulash. You can get your lamb goulash. I know some people love it on the bone. I prefer the curries off the bone, but personal taste, personal preferences. Um, so I prefer to, again, I always boil and braise the lamb a little bit, and then I marinate it, and then I fry it. So overnight, definitely let your meat sit. Chicken, of course, is different. You don't have to... Um, let it marinate overnight. You can, of course, if you want to. And um, then I add it to, to my pan, and that's how we go. And when I do fry up the meat, I do also add a little bit of garlic and onion to that. So, again, all your flavors are infusing. And the last thing that we do is we add our coconut cream, which, again, even from a kashrut point of view, we so lucky here. We have tons of options available, um, and it just adds a depth. Of course, you can. we add chili and we add more curry powder as we're cooking and going along. And I know that there are store-bought sachets on the market. You can add that in for bulk, of course. But it's a real joy to actually cook a curry from the start. And it's not a difficult exercise at all. So get those whole seeds. Get, get all your flavors going in. Your house will smell beautiful. Your home will be warm. I love that scent of cinnamon and cardamom and... Um, the mustard seeds and the fenugreek and the garlic and the ginger all infusing together. And then, of course, as you build it and you layer it and you're adding your tomatoes and you're adding your, your, your more curry spices and then, of course, your meat right at the end, etc. It just is a beautiful dish. And curry keeps well for a few days, too. But I have been speaking for much too long and I am going to now really turn to an expert who has been listening to me and I hope he's not laughing to himself, Riaz. Mir from Cape Town, actually, who was born in northern India and grew up by his mother's side in her kitchen. He learned everything firsthand from a beautiful chef, and he is a renowned Indian chef 
in Cape Town where you can actually do cooking lessons with him. I haven't had the pleasure or the excitement or joy of being able to do that, but I hope I will soon. But welcome, Riaz, and I hope you're not mocking me for my very unauthentic take on curry. Morning. Morning, morning, Riaz. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. So tell us, what are your secret ingredients? What do you love to make? What is the first thing you do when you're starting off with your curries? And was I completely awful? Am I a little bit right with how I do my curry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, you know, I always say this. Uh, there is so many ways of, uh, you know, finding a God. It's the same way. There's so many ways of uh, starting your cooking and um, For sure. uh, doing things. There's, there is nothing... Yes, when I moved to Cape Town, and I was very judgmental, but I have to, to also learn so much, and uh, because so many ways, as I said, so many ways to cook, and um, there is no judging. But if if um, if one can start with completely freshness, as as I mentioned earlier, a tin tomato, absolutely, uh, uh, totally against it, uh, always been. I, I think I grew up like that For sure. uh, because we never. A luxury, even until today, honestly, because there is no such thing called tin tomatoes. That's so interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, in India and uh, majority in India, uh, uh, absolutely don't use uh, anything with a tin, uh, whether they are like a chickpeas or beans or anything. Ev- everything from uh, from scratch and everything from fresh. And um, I would always uh, always start with a fresh garlic ginger, yes. nothing garlic garlic ginger paste, and those are my uh, favorite two things in the world. Actually, when it comes to cooking, when it comes to really cooking, yes, um, mine too. And also, what what you really are cooking, uh, it depends on what you what you what you are cooking and how you will start with with the meat or how you will start with the fish and how you will start with the vegetarian, uh, for example. Yes. So talk us through um, how you start and and your layers and your processes. Um, uh, let's say uh, in in general uh, way of like a doing a quick um, uh, even my, I'm saying myself a curry. I'm not sure where this word came from. Uh, uh, by the way, if you're going to India, if you're asking them, people won't know what you're talking about. Wow. Um, there is there is no such uh, thing called curry, but as long as we understand, I think uh, my understanding uh, is the curry is basically let's put it that way. We call it a sauce. The the, the uh, whether it's a chicken, whether it's a lamb, or whether it's a vegetarian, okay. a sauce sauce that has a uh, flavored with with the Indian spices mostly. Uh, I would say let's put it that way. Let let's put it that that's a curry. Everything has a name when you order something. Um, even from the menu, if you see, there's a there's a name on it. Of course, basically. like like a korma there, or there a rogan josh or one, all those different names. One hundred percent, for example. But if you're going to India, you're asking that I want to eat curry, but they will not know what you're talking about. That's so interesting. So, yeah, and I would I wouldn't go in, in into details where the word came from. All of that, uh, maybe it. And as, as long as we understand today what curry is, yes, and then there is a diff- different names for it. Uh, yeah, start with basically um, fresh garlic ginger and fresh um, uh, your uh, onion and tomatoes, and if you can get a hand of it. And as you've mentioned earlier on sunflower, I I do uh, love sunflower as well. I wouldn't go uh, into scientific details why I don't use the coconut oil or yes. 
or any any uh, olive oil, for example, because it cannot it cannot take the heat. The moment you heat it up, it changes the taste. For so that's sure. that's the first thing that changes. And it, it just seed oil. Olive oil doesn't seem to just go with curry for some reason. Just from my own inner the, knowledge, not that I know the scientific reason of anything, but I would just know that, you know. One hundred percent, because the, the the taste changes it. One moment you basically heat it up, because the taste changes it immediately. For sure. So uh, any seed oil. Uh, in, in that regard, will do very well. Uh, so, put, uh, let's say sunflower oil, very good. And uh, just cover enough the bottom of the your 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 pot or pot. pan, whatever mm-hmm. you're doing, and and a couple of tomatoes, one or two onions as well. Just braise, and if you just braise it and put everything, fresh garlic, ginger, and and sweet spices, I would say green cardamom, cumin, coriander, these things all together, and you will see aroma coming up immediately. For sure, that's that's the most beautiful scent. And I always say that less is more. Okay. Unless unless you're familiar with uh, with your spices you know what you're doing and if you if you are beginners i will always say that add less then you will create your taste you will understand that how really food works i will always go with a uh, like a smaller portions like a like a half a teaspoon of this and uh, half a teaspoon of that for sure so once you see once you see the basically you're braising the all, all of that uh, my, my, my trick is always when you see the oil that you put in the beginning and you, when you see that it's releasing a little bit. Yes. And it, and that, on that point, and you can understand that your, 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 let's say your gravy is becoming already. Yes. Yes. And you caramelize that, you caramelize that with the onion, garlic, ginger, all of it with the spices, you caramelize that a little bit. And then in that way, you don't need to put also tomato paste or sugar or anything like that because it's already caramelized. It will not give you that tomato acidy taste as well. Okay. And those, those that is the best trick that, the best uh, trick that I can give it, give it to all of uh, that are listening to this. So I do not use Indian people. Also, Indian people are very big in sugar, but in the food, we do not put sugar at all. That's such, that's so interesting. Wow, thank you. That's yeah. a great tip for all of us. Yes. Okay, um, talk to me about, um, the, you were talking about the different names, like we, we're using a very general term of curry, and I understand now that curry is a sauce as such, but if you had to ask for curry in India, you wouldn't necessarily connect with someone. I'm, so talk to me about the different you, types of, of sauces that you do, and what is popular in South Africa in, in since you've been here? You've obviously had to adapt to our flavors and our tastes and what people really want. So talk to me a bit about that. I think uh, we all know uh, if we're going to the restaurants, that's where we're basically adding, um, you know, having our food. I think um, the, the butter chicken is the basically uh, people, uh, people, you know, uh, love it. Yes. Uh, which, which again is very a uh, uh, mixture of, let's say, put it westernized plus the Indian fusion kind of food. Yeah, I think a yes. lot of our flavors uh, in uh, South Africa we've adapted to Western tastes and and well, ways just to satisfy our market. And I know also just from me as a caterer, and as I say, it's not mm-hmm. the real deal. And it's not always authentic, but we do our best. And I, I do a curry bar often at a function or at an event, and I try and mm-hmm. do a lamb curry and a chickpea curry. And I always try and make my chickpea curry a bit different. And my chicken mm-hmm. curry I do as a Thai curry, and I'm using the word curry. 
But um, no, I know no, sometimes I try and do something a bit different, and the market mm-hmm. doesn't actually take to it. They actually want. Mm-hmm. It sounds so crazy, a more Western version mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. The, of the Indian curry. But there are people who just love the flavors. And, of course, that's always a joy to me when people love the curries. Um, but talk to me about if you were doing a, a little party at home, if you were doing a dinner for 10 people or 20 people, would you make mm-hmm. different curries as such? Would you, do, would you do different flavors or do you keep to one type in one dinner or one meal it's a very uh, very interesting question for me because as i was growing up as i told you you know and it it, i kept that really going in south africa it's it was very hard for me i became even a more meat eater here than i was back in india wow yeah i'll be honest with you and but i really really kept my uh kind of that culture going uh, over here and um uh, it became such a such a Pleasure, as as uh, as it's my business and all of that. It became such a pleasure because most people in, in like young generations, or put it that way, they don't know how sometimes the simple vegetarian food can taste like. Of it's it's a, that is what we yeah that is what we really really are missing. Of course. Yes, uh, we when we throw a party or function, butter chicken always goes well because that's what we know. But I always take a challenge to do something different of and course. to prove my point because, because if you, if you're really putting something like a culture and cooking from your heart and you put that flavor down, everybody, everybody loves it end of the day. That's they so said, okay, they don't, they don't, they don't mind eating that kind of vegetarian food. Okay. It's, I have, like in my class, they always come people with vegan, vegetarian, yes. or who they are like a meat eaters. I always make two dishes. And I would make one with a chicken or one with a, like a meat. Yes. But two I make vegetarian and end up, they end up having basically finishing up vegetarian first and the meat, meat after. I do see that, that also. Is how, because yeah. I always try and that also is, do like two or three and I always include mm. like a chickpea or a potato or a brinjal or something mm. like that. Mm. And, and people actually always love it. But when you've presented it to them in the beginning, they always say, mm. no, I don't want that. And I say, please just go with me on this. Please trust me. People will love it. And they do. Totally, totally. And talking about the back and talking about the butter chicken, uh, I think restaurant food is occasionally a very good option, but I would not, I would not recommend, or I would not be able to eat every single day at the, at the like a, a restaurant style. I agree. Um, completely not. It's, it's. There's nothing um, more you know, delicious um, than home cooked food. One hundred, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So, what are your favorite dishes? Tell me. Uh, I go with the mood. Um, okay. For example. <laughs> For example, I'm doing to, uh, today. I'm doing a lentil like a dal. Yes. And I'm I'm having a side dish with a small like a tandoori um, tandoori uh, chicken on the side, just 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 like that. And I will have it for the together. Okay. That's what I feel for today. So I I go I go with a really I go with the mood. It's just a, like a tomorrow I feel for something different, and that's that's where we'll, where I will go for sure and talk to yeah. me about um when, like you said a doll now to, and tandoori uh-huh. talk to me about a few differences yes. like uh, when i was talking to you yesterday and we were talking about um where you come from in india and what you grew up with mm-hmm. what did you grow, grow up with mm-hmm. that was the most central dish to your to your childhood to what your your memories your culinary memories are um wow 
they are we have a two seasons in, in we, one we have a winter yes. very like a snowy uh, north part of india and one is like a summer summer definitely uh, lamb curry put it that way okay. straightforward and in winter we used to my grandmother especially used to make this uh, red kidney beans with a uh, um, turnips sounds delicious sun-dry sun-dry turnips actually uh, in winter we will have a sun-dry turnips and those turnips used to be so good that i cannot uh, even my my eyes are watering now to like a, that that, Think that about taste it. is is uh, yes that taste it looks like Honestly, when you have those sun-dry turnips, it, they is like a like a piece of uh, meat in your bowl. Like you wow. just go mad. Wow! So so good, yeah. The memory yeah. of a good meal is a beautiful memory. Yeah, I know. It's, and it's you like, can't as I'm recreate you, just... it, but it you, it fills your being, and I, I get you that you can just remember yeah. a certain flavor or taste, and it just evokes emotion in you to that part of your life. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Absolutely, wonderful. absolutely, yeah. Amazing. Um, and when yeah. you do your classes in Cape Town, and I will send um, your number to the station and anyone can get hold of you, lucky for those of you Thank who you. are in Cape Town, uh, tell me yes. what what is the most popular thing that you make that people just love to learn how to do? Um, Taste of Kashmir. Um, this is what I call my, uh, my I, I am from Kashmir, so Taste of Kashmir, Kashmir is me. I, I begin with spices, honestly. Sure. I, I basically, I, I begin with spices and I, uh, uh, mention the, the, basically how you get the best spices and what you need to do. I do not recommend basically getting, uh, ground spices. Okay. And I teach making, making your own masala and how you can basically have a absolutely, uh, flavorful food every time you cook. It's just simply because you're using your own masala. For sure. You're making your own, own spices basically. Getting, you see that the, we always make this mistake. Even I have, I have done in a past. So I, I learned from my, from my, from my mistakes. So I used to go and, um, get the spices. The best bit is that we have, we surrounded with wonderful, uh, Indian spice stores around Cape Town. Yes. So as in Johannesburg, I'm sure. For so sure. Many. We've got amazing. So, we've got the Oriental Plaza. We've got the Ecclewire group. We've got so many places. Yes. Let's say simply you're going to get, uh, grab a cumin powder. The problem is, yes, you bought it at the Indian shop, but you don't know when they have ground it. For sure. You, know, you don't know when they have. And that the moment you ground your spices, the clock is ticking. For sure. You cannot keep that for a one week. And you can see one week later how it changes, basically. The smell and taste absolutely is gone. Amazing. So Riaz, can you yes. stay on the line with me? We're going to take a short ad break, and then I want to carry on talking to you because it's just wonderful chatting to you, and I'm learning so no much. Problem. One thing I have learned for sure is to throw away all my tips of tomatoes when I'm making curry <laughs> but we're going to be back with you in just a few secs, thank you so much IFM 101.9 megahertz of life okay we're back, we're talking curries, warmth, cool. flavors fragrances, filling your home with just beautiful scents and we also spoke about the memory of a good meal and we all have that from our grandparents from our parents, we remember a a meal, a taste, a flavor that just fills us with love and it evokes such beautiful memories. So let's carry on talking about um, flavors with Riaz. We were talking about making your own masala. So can you walk through a few steps with us, Riaz, and tell us how to do this? 
So uh, simply, like as I was mentioning, uh, you can't you can't always uh, assume that uh, you you bought spices from the Indian store and therefore they are fresh For and sure. they are they are good. So um, when I uh, w- I learned this lesson from also from my from my clients, they did the cooking classes. So they said they did, it, it didn't really taste exactly what we ate it there. What way do we think we are wrong? Yes. So I went through again. So I said, okay, wait, what did you do? I said we bought the spices basically. I said, you know, so they bought the spices, they bought the ground spices, and and again, and that is where where actually we we go, go wrong. wrong. So yes. I will recommend just buying a simple spice grinder which is you can do it with a coffee grinder small coffee grinder yes i just use a pestle and, and mortar and i just bang it all out is that terrible <laughs> simple coffee grinder honestly okay. will do absolutely wonderful job and i have so many of those and then but i use i use it for that okay you know just just a couple of tablespoons of cumin powder it will take you 10 to 15 seconds the most wow grind your ground grind your own you know you're going to fall in love with the cumin immediately the moment you smell the freshness of the cumin. I love, You're going to fall in love all, all over again. Yes. Yeah. So same thing with the coriander and same thing with the other seeds. Anything that is seeds that you need, cardamom powder, uh, cumin, coriander powder, cinnamon powder, just do it yourself. It will take 15 seconds and your life will be absolutely, it will ch- change completely. That, your kitchen will smell more absolutely. delicious. Yes. I love yes. even just the look and of having all the spices. I feel it makes me feel amazing just walking in and just seeing my, my glass bottles filled with all the whole spices before we grind or before we pound them out. But for sure, I'm well, learning yeah. a lot from you today. Um, I know that there are listeners who probably don't have all the time in the world. And I know that some people will carry on using the tins, et cetera, et cetera. But I think what, one thing that really has come out of this little chat with you is fresh is always the winner. Fresh is always better. To use everything fresh is just always that more flavorsome and amazing. Um, one thing that I always notice when you walk into the stores, there's always one uh, spice that's called mother-in-law's Flavor, or mother-in-law's tongue, or mother-in-law's something. Talk, talk to me a bit about that. Um, as I as I mentioned to you earlier on, I would have I, was, I used to get very offended with things like that because yes. we don't have such for sure. we don't have such things for sure. such things in India. Yeah, and um, but you know, whoever made those people, they also the genes also came from India. You know, <laughs> we we all about we all about learning from each other. If you making your mother in law spice, there is absolutely every right. You have every right okay. to make your mother in law spice. Yeah, I think um, I think uh, they 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 made uh, mother in law quite a quite a tough one. I think they add some uh, strong chilies in it, and that's, that's why so they call funny. it a mother in law. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's it. That's I'm not I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure why because. Mother-in-laws uh, back in India are completely different, I think. For sure. Than they are here. So, uh, I think, I think you're in a good hands if you have a Kashmiri mother-in-law. She will, she will, she will treasure you. She will give you more than her son, actually. Many mother-in-laws are wonderful people. <laughs> That's yeah. great. And, and, uh, and, and uh, when we talk about the masala, so masala for me is not a, it's a blend of spices. Okay. So when you see in a store, and, garam masala, 
And that, I think, is yes. readily available as a ground spice. And I would think that a lot of the listeners mm-hmm. that we're chatting to today would automatically mm-hmm. buy that. I think a lot of people that we're talking to today would also buy mm-hmm. ground spices and curry pastes, etc. What What is your mm-hmm. take on, on that? You, you're saying you will still insist on grinding it yourself and making your own blend. One, 100%. Uh, when we talk about the garam, garam masala to use in a winter is absolutely wonderful. Garam means, uh, it's a Hindi word basically. Okay. Uh, garam means a hot. It means a hot. Okay. Uh, not, not necessarily a, like a burning hot that we're talking about. We're talking about the heat. Um, yes. and if you're really eating the garam masala, you will see, uh, you will see your body heat inside of you will, will, your body will get warm by having the garam masalas. Okay. Um, garam masala would, would, would also, um, I would also recommend to using, uh, there is a, a black cardamom. Yes. Do you get that whole? It is available. It is available any Indian store. You ask them a black cardamom and they will give it to you. Add it onto your food as well. And, uh, just, I would say just to stamp it before you're using it. Okay. And, um, and the flavor is, is, is wonderful, wonderful, really. And then your accompaniments to curries. Um, we all, uh-huh. we make rice. Is there a secret to that? Is there a special trick you have? What rice do you prefer? What do you recommend? And the other thing I want to ask you about is that Generally, people use chutneys and achas and we make a salsa and things like that to accompany the curry. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I know people put banana and make a crushed Mm -hmm. nut mix. Talk to me a bit about Mm -hmm. that. Is that, is that an authentic Indian take on curry or what do you do in India? You know, what, what is, how do you present when you do your classes? Without it, you can't go, uh, you, it's like a bride without the, the, the earrings, of okay. course. Okay. So you have to have, you have to have those, um, those, um, yes. uh, side, uh, side chutneys, yes. side chutneys to, to, uh, clean your palate and taste something different, you know, get back to the food when there is a varieties of food. That's why we have all sorts of different chutneys to just basically clean our palate okay. and taste something different. Cleanser. It's like a wine when you, yes, when you're uh, going to buy a perfume, they always give you a smell of, of the, the beans. beans. Yes, between the different Absolutely. fragrances. Yes. Yes. So chutney will do that for you. Basically, when you're eating uh, some food and you want to go, you want to go something different, just have some chutney before and then go go with something else. So it will. Amazing. It's a compliment. It's a compliment to the food. Okay. I would I would definitely say that. Wonderful. Yes. Riyaz, Yes, carry on. We've got a few secs. The, the, the roti, roti 100% and the, um, I'm not a big fan of, um, uh, basmati rice, but I like, um, I found a very, very, uh, good brand called, I wouldn't say the brand, but it's Alabama. Okay. Yes. We get that. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, it has a very nutty taste for me and a very easy to cook. And I think it's a very similar to my Kashmiri rice. I would say that it's quite a nutty and, and, and I like it very much. Lovely. Thank you so much yeah. for spending this time with us, Riyaz Mir of Taste of Kashmir, all the way from Cape Town, chatting to us here in a very cold and wintry Johannesburg. But we're already all feeling the warmth, and we are all ready to go and pound our spices. So thank you so much for joining me today, and we will chat soon. Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Okay, so we're back talking curries and all beautiful fragrances in your kitchen. Uh, my two special guests, Zahida and Riaz, have definitely enlightened us as to the 
secrets of the trade. We've learned that freshness is always a win. And as I say, I always do try and add fresh. I know for us busy cooks at home sometimes and we rushed and we're entertaining and we've got Shabbos and we do buy the little boxes of ready-made curry paste and we do buy the tin tomatoes. I don't think it's a national tragedy. I think there were things in life. I think we have to adapt to our lifestyles and use those products too. Um, I, one thing I'm going to end with is my chickpea curry, which I love making. And um, if you've got time, of course, soaking your chickpeas overnight is always a win. If not, you can buy the tin chickpeas. I love adding, again, the onion, the garlic, the chickpeas, creating a beautiful flavor of curries. And I always do add some ground almonds. So if you have that available at your fingertips in your kitchen, that's great. Otherwise, buy a little bit, and it just goes a long way. It gives a nutty flavor to the chickpea curry. And I always use coconut cream, which is thicker than the coconut milk. Uh, so there we are. We're going to wrap up today with some uh, warmth in our kitchen. I'm go- I have run through the one curry recipe. I'm going to give you another one. Uh, I, ho- I don't know if Zahida and Riaz are still online, and as I say, we all adapt to what we are. But again, don't use the olive oil. I always go for the a bit of sunflower oil to start. And um, I'm going to talk quickly about a fish curry, which you can adapt to any other curry. But when I do do the sunflower oil and I'm making a fish curry for a milk meal, I add a little bit of butter and I just feel it adds a bit of richness. And again, your cumin, your cinnamon, a little bit of bay leaves, some coriander seeds, which I've crushed. Chili flakes I love adding. And again, to your palate, to your taste, to your heat. An onion, a little bit of garlic, fresh garlic, of course. Um, I've always done my fish separately. So either you can do a whole line fish of sorts and then throw your curry over. So it's almost like a whole platter of a beautiful line fish, which is great as a starter or even as part of a main meal. Or if you want and you want that crunchier feel, I do um, hake pieces, which I make almost a tempura batter for that and fry that separately and then afterwards I add my curry powder and I find me personally when I make my fish curry I add a bit more of the turmeric and a bit more of the coconut cream so it becomes almost like a creamier thicker sauce I do use canned tomatoes I have to admit but I'm going to try and stop doing that and um, again blend all the flavors together the scent of a curry is just beautiful the fragrance it just goes right through your home Beautiful to walk into a kitchen that you smell the cumin. Cumin to me is also essential. I love cumin. I use the whole cumin seeds. Um, yeah, enjoy. Have fun. Carry on being warm. And we'll chat in two weeks' time. Thank you so much.